It's July 6th, and this is the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast. My name is Blake Farley. As always, I am incredibly honored that you would join me for another day of uh, reading through the one-year Bible plan. I had a conversation with somebody saying, you know, why read through the one-year Bible? You know, just, why can't I just read a little bit of scripture and, you know, whatever feels good? And and I, I think that's fine. If you want to read Romans um, and study Romans deeply, you know, oftentimes I would say you, you get a lot more out of a Bible study uh, if you just read one verse than if you're just trying to glance over a whole bunch of words. But the one-year Bible, when done correctly, and when you're actually focusing and listening to what the Lord might say, is really good because you're getting the whole context of God's story. You're kind of seeing how the whole thing flows together. And that's important to remember when we come to a book like First Chronicles because this book can, you know, to be honest with you, be one of the most boring books in the Bible. It's just me reading a whole bunch of names you don't understand. And you can get to the point where it's like, what is going on here? But this is important. It's a part of the story of God. It's a part of the people of God. And many people go their whole lives without reading this book, and yet it's in here. And uh, it's important for us to know the history of God's people. Probably not a book you're going to pick up, at least especially these chapters, and, and just study and get a whole lot of uh, great, uh, you know, devotional spirit from. Uh, but but it is in the Bible, so we, we, we read it. And I, I love that about the one-year Bible. And what I love about the one-year Bible plan is even when we have readings like this, that maybe you're like, I don't get it. Uh, we have a New Testament, a proverb, and a psalm to read. Uh, and one of those is sure to speak to you in a powerful way. And who knows? Maybe this reading in First Chronicles will speak to you in a powerful way. So let's jump in. First Chronicles chapter 2, verse 18. Hezron's son, Caleb, had sons from his wife, Ezebah, and from Jeroth. Her sons were named Jeshur, Shobab, and Arden. After Ezebub died, Caleb married Ephrath, and they had a son named Hur. Hur was the father of Uri. Uri was the father of Bezalob. When Hezron was 60 years old, he married Gilead's sister, the daughter of Mekir. They had a son named Segabub. Segabub was the father of Jair, who ruled 23 towns in the land of Gilead. But Jeshur and Aram captured the towns of Jair and also took Kenneth and its 60 surrounding villages. All these were descendants of Mekir, the father of Gilead. Soon after Hezron died in the town of Caleb Epharath, his son Abijah gave birth to a son named Asher, the father of Tekoa. The sons of Jeremel, the oldest son of Hezron, were Ram, the firstborn, Buna, Oran, Ozam, Ajabam. Jeremel had a second wife named Ayater. She was the mother of Onam. The sons of Ram, the oldest son of Jeremel, were Maz, Jamin, and Ekert. The sons of Onam were Shammai and Jada. The sons of Shammai were Nadab and Ashibar. The sons of Ashibur and his wife, Ashibel were Ad Ahaban and Molid. The sons of Nabad were Saled and Ephan. Saled died without children, but Apham had a son named Ishi. The son of Ishi, Sheshan, Sheshan had a descendant named Elah. The sons of Jada, Shammai's brother, were Jether and Jothan. Jether died without children, but Jonathan died. Had but Jonathan had two sons named Peleth and Zaza. These were all descendants of Jeremel. Sheshan had no sons, although he did have daughters. He also had an Egyptian servant named Jera. Sheshan gave one of his daughters to be the wife of Jera, and they had a son named Atai. 
Atai was the father of Nathan. Nathan was the father of Zabad. Zabad was the father of Ethel. Ethel was the father of Obed. Obed was the father of Jehu. Jehu was the father of Azari. Azari was the father of Helez. Helez was the father of Eshelai. Eshelai was the father of Sisme. Sisme was the father of Shalomam. Shalomam was the father of Jekaiamim. Jekaiamiah was the father of Eliabashima. <laughs> no, I said that last name completely wrong. Elishima. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to at least give it an attempt. Verse 42. The descendants of Caleb, the brother of Jeremiah, including Mesha, the firstborn, who became the father of Ziph, Caleb's descendants also included the sons of Marshiah, the father of Hebron. The sons of Hebron were Korah, Tapa, Rechmah, and Shema. Shema was the father of Ramah. Ramah was the father of Jorakim. Ramah was the father of Shimshai. The son of Shimshai was Moan. Moan was the father of Beth Zur. Caleb's concubine, Ephah, gave birth to Haran, Moza, and Gezez. Haran was the father of Gezez. The sons of Jedidiah were Ragam, Jotham, Geshen, Pelet, Ephan, and Shaph. Another of Caleb's concubines, Makkah, gave birth to Sheber and Teron. She also gave birth to Shaphan, the father of Mahakan, and Shiva, the father of Makaban and Giba. Caleb also had a daughter named Askrashah. These were all the descendants of Caleb. The sons of Hur, the oldest son of Caleb's wife Ephraim, were Shobal, the founder of kareth Solomon, the founder of Bethlehem, and Hareth, the founder of Beth Gardner. The descendants of Shobal, the founder of kareth were Horeth, half the Mehonites, the family of kareth the Itharites, the Puthuites, the Shumites, the Mishurites, from whom came the people of Zorah and Esthal. The descendants of Salma were the people of Bethlehem, the Nephites, Areth Beth Jib, the other half of the Manahites, the Zorites, and the families of scribes living at Jabez, the Trithonites, the Shimonites, the Scuthonites, all the Kenanites who descended from Hamath, the father of the family of Rechab. That concludes chapter 2, moving on to chapter 3, verse 1. These are the sons of David who were born in Hebron. The oldest was Amnon, whose mother was Anabai from Jezreel. The second was Daniel, whose mother was Abigail from Carmel. The third was Absalom, whose mother was Makkah, the daughter of Talimal, king of Gesher. The fourth was Anojaniah, whose mother was Haggith. The fifth was Shephatiah, whose mother was Abitel. The sixth was Ithram, whose mother was Eglah, David's wife. These six sons were born to David in Hebron, where he reigned seven and a half years. Then David reigned another thirty-three years in Jerusalem. The sons born to David in Jerusalem included Shasham, Shobab, Nathan, and Solomon. Their mother was Bathsheba, the daughter of Amiel. David also had nine other sons, Ebot, Eshelai, Ephelite, Nagah, Nekeph, Japhia, Elashamai, Elidia, and Eliphiet. These were the sons of David, not including his sons born to his concubines. Their sister was named Tamar. The descendants of Solomon were Rehoboam, Abijah, Asa, Jehoshaphat, Jeroboam, Ahaziah, Joash, Amaziah, Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, Manasseh, Ammon, and Josiah. The sons of Josiah were Jahatha, the oldest, Jehokiah the second, Zedekiah the third, and Jehoahaz the fourth. The successors of Jehoiakim were his son Jehoachin and his brother Zedekiah. The sons of Jehoachin, who was taken prisoner by the Babylonians, were Shetiel, Malachi, Padiai, Shezerai, Jechamiah, Hoshima, Nebadiah. The sons of Pedadiah were Zerubbabel and Shimei. The sons of Zerubbabel were Meshulai and Hananiah. Their sister was Shilamith. His five other sons were Hashaban, Obel, Barak, Hashadah, and Jeshbag Heshed. The sons of Huniah were Pathiel and Jeshabai. Jeshabai's son was Ramapha. Ramapha was Arnon. Ramah's son was Arnon. Arnon's son was Obadiah. Obadiah's son was Jeshkai. The descendants of Sheshkai were Shimonai and his sons, Hadash, Igalel, Bara, Nira, and Shaphat, six in all. 
The sons of Nira were Eliphi, Hezekiah, and Arzakamah, three in all. The sons of Eliakah were Havashadah, Elishabib, Palabub, Ikub, Johan, Delilah, Aninai, seven in all. And that concludes chapter 3. Moving on to chapter 4, verse 1. The descendants of Judah were Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, and Shobel. Shobel's son, Rahah, was the father of Jahath. Jahath was the father of Amadah and Lahad. These were the families of the Zerethorites. The descendants of Edom were Jezreel, Edabah, Idishbash, their sister Hazifel, Peniel, father of Gidr, and Ezer, the father of Heshah. These were the descendants of Hur, the firstborn of Aritha, the ancestors of Bethlehem. That concludes our Old Testament reading. Moving on to the New Testament, Acts chapter 24. Acts chapter 24, verse 1. Five days later, Ananias, the high priest, arrived with some of the Jewish elders and the lawyer Tertullius to present their case against Paul to the governor. When Paul was called in, Tertullius presented the charges against Paul in the following address to the governor. You have provided a long period of peace for us Jews. With foresight, you have enacted reforms for us. For all of this, Your Excellency, we are very grateful for you. But I don't want to bore you, so please give me your attention for only a moment. We have found this man to be a troublemaker who is constantly stirring up riots among the Jews all over the world. He is a ringleader of the cult known as the Nazarenes. Furthermore, he was trying to desecrate the temple when we arrested him. You can find out the truth of our accusations by examining him yourself. Then the other Jews chimed in, declaring that everything Tertullius said was true. The governor then mentioned for, motioned for Paul to speak. Paul said, I know, sir, that you have been a judge of Jewish affairs for many years, so I gladly present my defense before you. You can quickly discover that I arrived in Jerusalem no more than twelve days ago to worship at the temple. My accusers never found me arguing with anyone in the temple, nor stirring up a riot in any synagogue or on the streets of the city. These men cannot prove the things they accuse me of doing. But I admit that I follow the way, which they call a cult. I worship the God of our ancestors, and I firmly believe the Jewish law and everything written in the prophets. I have the same hope in God that these men have, that he will raise both the righteous and the unrighteous. Because of this, I always try to maintain a clear conscience before God and all people. After several years away, I returned to Jerusalem with money to aid my people and to offer sacrifices to God. My accusers saw me in the temple as I was completing a purification ceremony. There was no crowd around me and no rioting, but some Jews from the providence of Asia were there, and they ought to be here to bring charges if they have anything against me. Ask these men here what crime the Jewish High Council found me guilty of, except for the one time I shouted out, I am on trial before you today because I believe in the resurrection of the dead. At that point, Felix, who was quite familiar with the way, adjourned the hearing and said, Wait until Eliasis, the garrison commander, arrives. Then I will decide the case. He ordered an officer to keep Paul in custody, but to give him some freedom and allow his friends to visit him and take care of his needs. A few days later, Felix came back with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish. Sending for Paul, they listened as he told them about faith in Christ Jesus. As he reasoned with them about righteousness and self-control in the coming day of judgment, Felix became frightened. Go away for now, he replied. When it is more convenient, I will call for you again. He also hoped that Paul would bribe him, so he sent for him quite often and talked with him. After two years went by in this way, Felix was succeeded by Porius Festus, and because Felix wanted to gain favor with the Jewish people, he left Paul in prison. 
that concludes our New Testament reading and moving on to our Proverbs of the day. Proverbs chapter 18, verses 16 through 18. Proverbs 18, verse 16. Giving a gift can open doors. It gives access to important people. The first to speak in court sounds right until the cross-examination begins. Flipping a coin can in arguments. It settles disputes between powerful opponents. And finally, we will read Psalm 4 in a posture of prayer. This is the fourth psalm. For the choir director, a psalm of David to be accompanied by stringed instruments. Answer me when I call to you, O God, who declares me innocent. Free me from my troubles. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people ruin my reputation? How long will you make groundless accusations? How long will you continue your lies? Interlude. You can be sure of this. The Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Offer sacrifices in the right spirit and trust the Lord. Many people say, who will show us better times? Let your face smile on us, Lord. You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvest of grain and new wine. In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Lord Jesus, thank you that in you we have peace. I pray that those right now who um, are not feeling peace would experience this peace, or that they would remember the gospel message and what you've done for them. And, uh, Lord, that in that they would find the peace that they desire. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Amen. Thank you for joining me for today's reading. Hope to see you back here tomorrow for another day of reading through the Bible together.